You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, hello everyone, and welcome to this week's British Ice Hockey Podcast. Um, well, we're recording this bit of the show on Friday morning. Uh, I'll let you to a little secret, dear listener. We record the show throughout the week, get all the interviews together and that kind of thing. Bish, bash, bosh, throw it together. Friday lunchtime, goes out. Hundreds of you are happy. Done. Sorted. So this week, there's been a bit of a, a spanner in the works, and uh, Craig joins us now. Hello, Craig. How are you? Yes, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Um, so, breaking news. Um, what is the breaking news, as you understand? Breaking news is the Elite League have scrapped the remainder of the 2019-20 season. Uh, a statement literally just released. This is only five past 11 on Friday morning. So, that news has literally um, just come out and just basically telling everybody that that's it for the season. There were games due to take place on Friday night. They will now not happen. Um, which means there are fans at various places that are not going to see a hockey game tonight, which is, of course, terribly unfortunate. But such is the, the nature of what we're having to deal with. And it's not just us in ice hockey, it's all over the world, um, in all walks of life, and um, that this has happened. So, uh, for me, a, a very sensible decision when you see that we've just heard that uh, football in England, for example, including the Premier League, have, uh, have basically postponed for another month um, until this uh, this pandemic sort of eases off a little bit. It's a sensible decision, uh, one that the, the Elite League had to take, one that will disappoint fans, of course. The playoffs will, will not um, proceed this, this year as well, which, again, a great disappointment to fans who have made um, commitment in terms of uh, financials to go there and buy tickets and accommodation and things like But it was the only course of action. You know, when you think about what they could have done, you know, the possibility of playing games behind closed doors while you're still having to pay players. But you can't pay players if you don't have money coming through the door and things like that. That would have been more troublesome for, for say, clubs at the lower end of the scale. So, yeah, quite a dramatic morning. A very dramatic morning. Um, so what we're going to do for the rest of the show, uh, we have got interviews, so we're going to have to we're going to have to play them. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Um, <laughs> so we we call always that Fitzgerald. I mean, guys got a good weekend just gone. Um, so we should mention it. So we're we're going to play that interview, but obviously it comes with a massive disclaimer: the playoffs aren't happening. 
uh, and uh, and CJ Mott as well, the the, the goaltender at Coventry Blaze. We've got an interview of him because um, he had a good weekend just gone. But unfortunately, Coventry's rise up the table. Um, it's off, unfortunately, which is which is really sad. But uh, like you say, it's just not much we could say really. I mean, you can't really criticize the authorities for it. There's it's sound logic, isn't it? So yeah. Um, we should say, like you say, the, the national division of the NHL is still uh, up in the air. So Brendan Whistle will be joining. He's, he scored three goals in that second leg of um, the National Cup final against Peterborough. So we're going to play that interview. And uh, we're going to be previewing the Scottish Cup final, which at time of recording is still going ahead next weekend between Murrayfield and Paisley. But uh, Craig, this... this uh, well, it, might, it probably isn't going to be the last show of the series because if the National Division and the Scottish League's carrying on, so we can, I, I suppose we can carry on the show, which is which is borderline good news, I suppose. <laughs> well, I mean, as you said, when everything is up in the air right now, we've only just got this this uh, release telling us what, what's happening. Um, I just, I just want to um, just explain one or two things. I really said, just I'm looking at it there as you're talking. Um, there was the information that came from the Scottish Government yesterday that they were looking to ban crowds of over 500 from events starting on Monday, right. um, which is fine. And that would have obviously impacted on the three Scottish teams. But the statement also says um, that two teams have reported they have players in self-isolation purely as a precaution but the health and safety of our fans, players and staff had to be paramount. So it's starting to affect the players in this league as well. If they don't come to nothing, they are just um, keeping themselves uh, in self-isolation until hopefully any symptoms they feel uh, may go away. So that is where we are. So unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, it kind of brings a premature end to, to the season in terms of the action on the ice. As you say, we can talk about stuff throughout the summer. There'll be player signings and things once the once the air is cleared, and hopefully this pandemic uh, eases off a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, well, fingers crossed. Like like you said there, I mean, it's it's all it's all up in the air. But uh, hopefully, the Scottish Cup final will take place next weekend. But but keep your eye on on the Scottish League website, the Elite League website, and of course the uh, English Ice Hockey Association website as well. Uh, but Craig, big thank you for joining us on on a Friday. Um, don't normally speak to you before the weekend. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm submitting the, I'm, I'm submitting the overtime this week. <laughs> yeah, um, right. uh, we should say uh, we are going to play a bit of your uh, a bit of your chatter from Tuesday now because uh, obviously there was the Challenge Cup final on Sunday, so we'll we'll have a chatter about that. Uh, but as for the rest of it, we'll hopefully have more news on this on BritishIceHockey.co.uk. But Craig, a big thank you for joining us, and uh, you have a good weekend, my friend. You too. Thank you very much. Uh, shall we start, obviously, with those scenes uh, on Sunday down in Cardiff? A big congratulations uh, to the Sheffield Steelers. Uh, qu- quite a phenomenal afternoon for them. Yeah, massive afternoon and congratulations to Sheffield Steelers for me as well. A, a great a great affair, a great, uh, a great occasion. And they finally ended that 17-year drought in this competition, uh, which is something that they didn't like to talk about. But, you know, the fact that a team like the Steelers who pride themselves on success have never won this competition in the Elite League era until Sunday, it was quite something. Um, you know, they, they started at them early, you know, a couple of early goals, um, seven minutes, Michael Davis, Mark Olivier Valoran with a second one, a minute and a half later, really set the tone. Cardiff were always playing catch-up. You always wondered if Cardiff could find a way back. It looked as though on a couple of occasions they were starting to, to claw into that deficit, but in the end, the Steelers were too good for them on the day. Thomas Duba was absolutely excellent, making some uh, top-class saves as well. So thoroughly deserved from the Sheffield Steelers and a great way for Aaron Fox to, to mark his first season in the UK. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there was obviously a lot of talk going into the game because uh, obviously Cardiff and Sheffield played each other in the league on, on Friday night and uh, a thumping victory uh, for, for the Cardiff Devils. Seven goals to three over, over the Sheffield Steelers. Um, I, I think we all saw Aaron Fox's post-match interview after. I mean... He sets it up well, I think, uh, for that final. They weren't going to play like that again uh, on Sunday in that Challenge Cup final. No, and I think it goes back to comments I made last on last week's show about there being a psychological advantage. It just shows why I know absolutely nothing. Well, there was, <laughs> there was, though. There was, though. It, well, it, it went yeah. the other way. I, I mean, I, I was of the impression that the team that won on Friday might go on and win on, on Sunday, that they would have the upper hand psychologically. But no, as you rightly say, Ben, it went the other way. Steelers get thumped on Friday the motivation was right there for them to turn it around and they did so on Sunday. So I made the right point, but it just went about it in an opposite way. Um, but that, that was quite a result on Friday, certainly, and it gave Cardiff the upper hand in the, the title race. They they went top of the league on the back of that. We kind of suspected that might happen as we get into the, the run-in. Cardiff have still got a very busy march. Again, something I touched upon last week. They, I think they've got more fixtures than anybody else got into this final stretch. But in terms of the, the cup itself, an, an, an isolated one-off affair, Steelers deserved it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and just to say, I've, uh, Aaron Fox has always been, uh, is a, a, lovely, a lovely person, but I, I wouldn't have played badly on Sunday and I can't even skate. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Craig Anderson there from BritishIceHockey.co.uk. Shortly, we're going to be previewing next weekend's Scottish Cup final with the Murrayfield Racers and the Paisley Pirates. And while we're talking about Scotland, let's stay north of the border now and talk about the Glasgow clan. A superb result for them on Saturday, coming back from three down to win in overtime against the Dundee Stars. And joining me now to discuss what that victory means for the clan, we should be joined down the other end of the phone. It's a welcome return to head coach at the Glasgow clan. It's a welcome back to Zach Fitzgerald. Well, Zach, a big thank you for joining us. And, uh, well, walk, walk us through Saturday night. You're 3-0 down. Uh, what, what's your thoughts? Well, it obviously wasn't a preferable position to be in. You know, I think um, first goal against, you know, we get uh, a little bit of an odd man rush, kind of caught. We're, we're trying to go on our own rush. We get caught. And, and Dundee's a great transition team. You know, that's kind of what they feed on. They look to do, and they're good at it. And, so we got caught there, and then the second goal was, you know, one of the best shooters in the league, Marquardt. There, he shoots it from a crazy angle and beats our goalie. And, you know, so it's, you know, kind of took the air out of the tires a little bit. And then the third goal, you know, we're back, we're doing a good job getting back, but uh, we just kind of get caught sleeping a little bit. And and once again, Marquardt, you know, the dangerous shooter there on the back end, pops one in. So at at that time, you know, we called a timeout and you know, just trying to fire the guys up a little bit, get them get them going and. You know, calm them down a little bit, regroup, and you know, raise the voice a little bit. And I think we did a great job responding. I, I don't think we played a bad game up to that point. You know, like I said, Dundee is a really good transition team, and they're dangerous. So we got to be aware of that. And um, so up to that point, I didn't think we were we were too bad. But you know, we found a way to to pop one in, and then you know, we went in for the intermission and just talked about it, what we needed to do, and found a way and uh, that way uh, was was uh, sealed in many ways by Scott Scott Pitt uh, Johnny on the spot very much uh, in this game I mean what what was you I mean actually your thoughts when you went 3-0 down what was your thoughts when it was 3-0 uh, no I, I think after we scored the second one I think you know we, we worried Dundee but I think they were back on their heels a little bit and you know it gave us some life so we were you know 
all over them. And then, yeah, you know, we, we, we took a penalty um, at 3-2. You know, we just kind of climbed back. So our PK has been really good lately. So I think they did a great job killing that penalty. And literally as, you know, our player comes out of the box and he changes, we come down and, and um, I think it was just a quick rush. And then we, we grabbed the rebound and popped it over to Pitt on the back door. And it was a great play. Um, you know, and I think at that point, I think guys just realized, look, we can do this, you know, and Dundee, even the same, maybe had that in the back of their mind, like, uh-oh, here we go. And, you know, we ended up getting a power play there with about three minutes left. And I think our, the power play was, was pretty good. We had a really good shot, uh, a good high tip from Rao uh, in the in the high slot, and it just hit uh, the goalie's shoulder. I think, I don't even think he saw it, but, you know, uh, we had a couple threatening chances there towards the end, and you know, at the at the end of the day, we were happy to go into you know get a point and go into OT there and, and find a way to to win it. And we ended up you know getting a four on three power play and a great shot from Bierum in the high slot with a good screen in front. So it worked out. Glasgow Clan head coach Zach Fitzgerald there speaking to us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast earlier in the week. Just a reminder of the big breaking news with regards to British Ice Hockey this week, and that is that the Elite Ice Hockey League has taken the decision to cancel all matches uh, for the rest of the season. Um, so this week's show is basically the interviews that we had lined up, minus all the talk of chasing titles and uh, and the playoffs and that side of things. So uh, a big thank you to uh, Zach Fitzgerald for joining us on this week's show. Uh, but to our next guest now, and uh, CJ Mott had a great weekend last week in the Elite Ice Hockey League. And it's been a great run that the Coventry Blaze have been on up to this point. And on Wednesday, I caught up with the Coventry Blaze shot stopper, his CJ Mott. Yeah, well, CJ, a big thank you for joining us and uh, congratulations on, on being Player of the Week uh, for the Elite League. Uh, not not a bad weekend, all things considered. How, how was it for you? Uh, yeah, like you said, it was a pretty good weekend. I think uh, as a team, you did a lot of good things well, but you know we still have some areas definitely to improve on and get better towards the rest of the season here. Uh, and obviously, you know, uh, Coverage of Blaze have been stringing the results together, uh, let's say. I mean, you, you've been in impeccable form, not just you as a, as a goaltender, but your teammates as well. I mean, what's it like being part of the Coventry Blaze side this, this season? No, it, it's been good. You know, I got here uh, mid-December and didn't know exactly what to expect, expect from like from the team or coaching staff or too much. But, you know, got into the room and, you know, had a really good group of guys in there. So they welcomed me right away, uh, kind of bonded right away and, you know, uh, coach got us all on a really good system and, you know, all on the same page playing as kind of a, a five man unit out there. So, you know, it's been, been uh, pretty good overall. Now I've been, um, we've had Danny Stewart on a couple of times and, uh, one of the things that we've, it's been very noticeable about Coventry Blazers, even when you're not picking up two points, you're still picking up a point with, with overtime results and, and shootout results and that side of things. And I'm having to go all the way back. When was the last time you were beaten? The 4th of January was the last time you didn't pick up a point from from a match i mean that's a hell of a run uh yeah you know i think uh, even though we pick up one point uh one point's better than no points but uh, i think we're not happy with that we always want to get two points and, and get a win under our belt so i think not being satisfied just taking the one point has helped us you know drive to get better uh every day and i think you know we just really take it game by game we haven't really looked uh too far ahead in the future or really looked at too too much in the past about the past games really just taking each individual game and focus on it and uh, do uh, sticking to our game plan to try, try to do our best to win. 
from there. And uh, when it comes to uh, how you're settling in as well, um, how, how have you found uh, the Coventry Blaze and the, and the supporters as well? Because it's a, it's a nice setup there in the Midlands, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you know, the, the guys in the locker room and coaching staff have been great, but, you know, the fans have been even better. You know, they really come to support us each and every game, whether it be at home or we got a lot of a big group that comes on each road game. We hear them cheering each and every time. Uh, you know, sometimes when I make a good save, they got a little song going for me in the stands. So, you know, it's been a real enjoyable experience. <laughs> That's great. Um, an original song as well. It's not traveled with you from another club. No, I haven't haven't had any other songs like that in any other club. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been a cool experience. Well done, Coventry Place supporters. That's superb. CJ Mott there from the Coventry Blaze joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. But it's now time to draw our eyes to the National Division of the NIHL and uh, to the National Cup Final, which took place over two legs, with the second leg taking place on Wednesday evening. And it went the way of the Telford Tigers. A big congratulations to Tom Watkins and, and everyone at the Telford Tigers. Commiserations to the Peterborough Phantoms. But uh, that second leg, Telford Tigers winning by eight goals to three. Fantastic stuff there. And a fantastic performance from Brandon Whistle, who scored three goals and had two assists in the game as well. And uh, Brandon joins us now down the other end of the phone. Uh, well, Brandon, a big thank you for joining us. And uh, first things first, uh, we'll get to your own performance shortly, but a big congratulations uh, for, for winning the National Cup. Uh, how, how, how was the evening for the second leg? Uh, you know, it was awesome. I mean, uh, it was a packed place, which is always good for us. Um, but no, I mean, we got off to an early start, and uh, I guess we, I'd say we put it away right away, even though I think it was a four-goal lead after uh, maybe five minutes into this first period. So... You know, I mean, it's a hard thing to come back from. So it was good for us for stepping on it right away. And uh, when it when it comes to your own performance, obviously, I mean, six six four in the first leg, and uh, I, I'm I'm convincing victory eight three in the in the second leg. Um, and and goals from yourself. How how much have you, did you enjoy the night, you personally? It was awesome. I mean, uh, anytime you get to play for a trophy of any sort, you know, I think. Uh, Gives you a little bit of extra motivation, but no, it was great. Uh, the fans were awesome. It was a packed place, so no, it was an easy game to get up for, up for, for sure. And uh, it's been, that, that's uh, probably the first part of uh, a very interesting running that you've got. Um, I mean, it's been a it's been a cracky season for Telford, but it has been it has been nip and tuck for for long periods with with Swindon and and Peter threatening for for a time. But um, you've stretched your you've stretched your legs out in in recent weeks when it comes to the league table. How, how's the how's the recent games been? Um, I'd say up and down. I mean, there was a time maybe about a month, month and a half ago, I think we had a 10 point lead and then it got down to all the way down to one point with uh, Swindon playing good hockey and us struggling for sure. So, uh, it's nice that we've had a little bit of a cushion here. I think we got seven points and need one more point to win the league. So I think, uh, going out Sunday, we just got to get that one point. Hopefully we can end it there. I mean, how difficult is it? Because you've got to remember that, that the vast majority of the players in this division are all part-time. And, you know, you had the the, the, the the first leg on Friday. Then you've got league games on Saturday, Sunday, and then a midweek game uh, back at, back at the, in the second leg. I mean, how difficult is it to, to, to balance everything at the moment? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, like you said, I know there's guys that have jobs every day and go work a regular job and then come out to play and got to get up for it as well. But, um, no, I think uh, we had a three and three. I don't think many guys were to that so I mean I think that was a bit of a struggle and we saw that on the third game there in Leeds starting out pretty slow but no it's good it's awesome that everybody gets up for that so no it's been good and uh, by, by my maths 
um, when it when it comes to the the league title, um, I think you've more or less done it, haven't you? You just need one more one more weekend, essentially, of uh, a, a two point weekend. I think might do it this weekend. So so, how much are you all focused on on picking up another piece of silverware? Yeah, no, I think we need. Uh, I think it was one more point. So anything, any point out of the next three games, I think do it. But no, I think. Uh, Everybody wants to get it done here on Sunday. On our home ice, you know, it'd be the, just the best case scenario for sure. Uh, well, the, like, like you said, I mean, it's it's quite handy. I mean, it's um, not not if you're a Swindon fan, obviously, but it's quite handy. Like you say, it's Sunday. You've only got one league game this weekend. It's against the Raiders. It's going to be a tough game, though, because Raiders are in a playoff battle themselves down towards the bottom end of the table. So um, how's, how's the, what's the mood in the camp like uh, for, for this particular game against the Raiders? Uh, you know, everyone's pumped up to play. I mean, anytime, like I said, you get a chance to play for a trophy, I think it just brings a new element of excitement for everybody. And it's not going to be an easy game for sure. I mean, anybody can beat anybody. I think we've we've lost to Leeds more time than uh, we've we've beat them this season. And I think they're at the bottom. So, you know, it really just shows that anybody can win on any given night. So, no, I don't think anybody's going to go out there and think it's going to be easy. So I think it'll be great. And uh, when it when it comes to this particular match, it's going to be it, it has to be packed, doesn't it? The the arena there at Telford. I mean, the 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 atmosphere on Wednesday night was superb. You 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 should be hoping for the same, I'd imagine, on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, our fans are pretty passionate, and they let us know for sure. I think, but uh, no, it'll be it'll be packed. So that's a true testament of them, and for us too, for our hard work. I think it's uh, pretty deserving. And and finally, Brandon, what's your, what's your message to that uh, Telford Tigers faithful as they they head towards this this vitally important game on Sunday, where there, there could be more silverware? How what's your message to the to those supporters? Oh, I mean, pretty short, but you know, just to uh, you know, keep bringing keep bringing the energy, keep bringing the atmosphere. I mean, it's a lot easier for us to get up and play in front of a you know a loud building than a silent one. So no, it's been awesome so far, and can't wait. Brandon Whistle there from the Telford Tigers. And uh, we re- actually recorded that interview just as the news was breaking of the decision from the Elite Ice Hockey League to cancel the rest of the season. With regards to the English Ice Hockey Association and the national division of the NIHL, as we were discussing there with Brandon, um, the board of the English Ice Hockey Association uh, has released a statement. And currently, the news is that all scheduled games will continue as planned as will all the end-of-season events in juniors uh, and the Women's National Ice Hockey League, as well as the university system and uh, the rest of the regional divisions of the NIHL. Um, I think the best thing to do, though, uh, before you set off for a game this weekend in the national division or any of the competitions run by the EIHA is to visit the website eiha.co.uk or give them a follow on Twitter. That's at eiha underscore official um from south of the border to north of the border and the scottish ice hockey association has pretty much mirrored the english ice hockey association they've released a statement on friday basically saying that this weekend scottish ice hockey program will be played as scheduled um the thing is is that i'm sure everyone knows this at home but uh it's all changing hour by hour so the best thing we can say is at time of recording that's the state of play but please visit the website s i h a 
www.ncbsports.co.uk for all the latest updates uh, north of the border. But uh, speaking of north of the border, that takes us uh, to our interviews this week dedicated to a preview for the upcoming Scottish Cup final, which is taking place, scheduled to take place next weekend in Dundee. We'll be hearing from the Paisley Pirates shortly, but before that, on Wednesday, I caught up with Paisley's opponents for this cup final, Moyfield Racers, and their captain, here's Callum Boyd. Uh, well, Callum, a big thank you for joining us, and uh, you've got some big games coming up. It's not just about the Scottish Cup final, is it? There's obviously the, the final four. You've already had the North Cup final too, so it's been, it's been quite a, an end to the season. I mean, what's it like at the moment being part of Moyfield? I was thanks for having me on anyway, but yeah, it's uh, this season's been really exciting. Obviously, these games that we've been having, you know, the English as well this season, we've been doing really well in it, and obviously managing to win it has just kind of topped it off. But you know, as you're saying, it's still got another couple of cups left, so uh, we know we can't take the foot off the gas just yet, and just need to hopefully get these wins. But yeah, the buzz is the buzz is great. Just I remember just now, just obviously the way we've been playing, uh, the atmosphere and the rank, the fan base has been growing. So Edinburgh's definitely been the place to be this season. That's that's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, it must be. I mean, we we already you you caught with Craig, didn't you? After after the North Cup final win, um, and it was it, it must be such a, a a buzz at the moment and and a great springboard for for the future at Moyfield. I mean, um, what's what's your take on on where the club can go to next after after this season? Yeah, definitely. I like as I say, nah, it's buzzing just now about Edinburgh, and I obviously. The expectations are high for us to be doing uh, to keep going uh, and doing well in these next two cups. Obviously, after winning that English, that English cups really just everyone's kind of like, well, well, we do have a good team this season. So these are the two cups. I think it's the Scottish Cup final and then the playoffs. So hopefully we can keep them, get them two cups. And uh, yeah, but for next season, uh, hopefully we can get in a wee bit more uh, English cup games. Uh, I don't know what, what the plans are for that, but definitely hope to kind of make our way into that league, which would be nice in the, in the coming years, you know, a bit more competitive, more games, uh, a lot higher skill level as well, which it just makes everyone enjoy hockey a lot more, especially from a fan's perspective. And for the boys getting experience to play at a higher level is really good as well. Yes, absolutely. And uh, next up then, um, obviously there's um, a game this weekend, but uh, this, we've got you on for the SNL Cup final. Uh, a great afternoon's worth of, of entertainment. Oh, the doors open at nine o'clock. There's an under-12s final, under-14s, under-16s, under-20s. And then the, the the main event, 6.30, Murrayfield against Paisley. It's like old-school ice hockey. I mean, we touched upon the, the Whitley Warriors final, Murrayfield against Whitley. Uh, I mean, Murrayfield against Paisley's uh, a fixture, a golden fixture from yesteryear. So so what are you expecting from Paisley? Well, last year they were... They beat us, I think, 5, five nothing. I think, in this final last year. So, obviously, that was a bit of a shock. I got suspended for that game, which I wasn't very happy about. But I am definitely want to get them back this year for that. So, yeah, but they've, they've been they've been uh, doing well this season. And obviously, do have a strong team. So, we know we can't really go into this team lately. We know that they're going to give us a battle. And as I say, like, they're, they're trying to go to retain in this cup. So, 
they're going to be coming all guns blazing. So I'm just going to need to try and do our best to kind of stop that. And then after that will be um, the playoffs, obviously, and uh, the the final four weekend uh, will be taking place uh, at the Dundee Ice Arena as well on the on the on the fourth and fifth of April. But to get there, you've got to beat Aberdeen Lynx in the quarterfinals. I mean, what what's what's your take on that on that game coming up as well? Yeah, Aberdeen's been kind of it's been weird games this season because. Yeah, they're a, they're a tough team, Aberdeen, but they, they can play hockey, so you just don't really know what to expect when you're going to play against them. You can kind of take it as it comes, but the boys know. We know how we know the way our game style and the way we can play, so as long as we go into that one, I'm sure that we'll be able to... I don't think Aberdeen's beat us this season anyway, so as long as we go into that one and uh, know what we can do, just beat them and then uh, jump into the final four. And, and, and finally, there, Callum, obviously, like we've touched upon, um, you and your teammates uh, have had a ball this year uh, and uh, you're hopeful that it will continue. But I should say the fans have been enjoying themselves as well. I mean, what, what's your message to the, the Murrayfield faithful as you head towards um, this cup final next week and uh, the, the playoffs as well uh, coming up in April and March time? Honestly, I couldn't thank him all this season. Like it's just been absolutely great. Obviously, from the fans coming from last season, and then obviously all the new fans that we've had this season. Just seeing the fan base grow and being able to put on a good show for them, it's just been unreal. The interaction with the fans, you know, like on and off the ice, and just getting everybody involved. It just makes it a really good atmosphere to be be part of uh, the Marshall Traces, you know, and in Edinburgh. So uh, it's just been a really good season with the fans on and off the ice. So. Honestly, couldn't thank him enough from, from the away travel as well. You know, seeing seeing the support we're getting away travel. You know, some games we're going in, we're, we're taking more fans than the home team. So it's just absolutely top class. Just seeing seeing the support we've been getting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I saw we saw the fans at the uh, Whitley Warriors game. I mean, they were they were there in force. I mean, that that must be some backing, isn't it? Oh, I, I was unbelievable. I couldn't believe that. Like, one point they were even chanting my dad's name as well. Like, it's just great. It's just, ah, it's just great. Also, just the support we've got. I like, couldn't ask for any better fans. Obviously, the one we've got this season. It's just it's been unreal. Callum Boyd there from the Murrayfield Racers joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. So that's the view from Murrayfield. What about the Paisley Pirates? Well, joining me now down the other end of the phone, we're joined by coach. It's Adam Walker. Well, Adam, a big thank you for joining us on this week's show and congratulations uh, for getting through to the Scottish Cup final. Um, before we get to that, generally, how's the season been for the Paisley Pirates? Uh, thanks, man. It's been pretty up and down, to be honest. I think uh, we've, we've kind of struggled for consistency in the first half of the season. But I think as as we've gone on, we've we've kind of got better and better, and we're we're hitting a bit of a hitting a bit of form now. So we're we're kind of where we want to be at this time of the season. Um, so it's as we as we head towards uh, the the quarterfinals of the playoffs and all that. You you've you've in the top five at, at the moment. So um, generally, how how's the the competition been in the in the Scottish National League? Yeah, I think it's been a lot better this year than than probably previous years. We've uh, with the addition of Solway coming in, uh, and obviously the teams, teams are, I think the the standard of teams has been a bit better uh, this year. So it has proved it has proven pretty difficult for us. You know, we we obviously we won in the playoffs last year. We, um, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of repeat something like that. So. I think as Murrayfield have found out, kind of you know trying to protect their league league title, um, then it's it, it has been difficult. But um, I, I definitely think the standard is 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 raising, and you can see that with teams. The fact that the Racers have won the North Cup this year, 
um, you can see that the the standard up here is probably maybe not as bad as what some as what some people will will say, but um, I think it's definitely getting better year on year. Uh, well, carrying on the theme that we were talking about uh, youth development with the Scottish Ice Hockey Association uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you know this cup final that's taking place uh, next Saturday, it's all part of a, a bumper afternoon, isn't it? With under twelves, under fourteens, under sixteens, under twenties in their respective cup finals. So there's lots of lots of players being developed there now for the border. That's for sure. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I mean, I coach the Scotland, or I'm assistant coach of the Scotland under seventeens as well. So. I've, I have the chance to have a look at kind of that, that important age level where the kids are, are, are trying to come through and trying to progress. And there's a lot of exciting talent that definitely within our, our under-17s team. But, you know, the, the weekend, the Scottish Cup weekend is a really good showcase event for anyone who's trying to, anyone who wants to, you know, to come down and see and see the best or the top teams in the country. Um, and I think have, having all the age levels there and all the one day is quite a, quite a good thing. Yeah, it really is. And uh, when it comes to the final itself, obviously you're playing Murrayfield and, um, you know, them and Solway have been, um, you know, been really, really good, not just in Scotland, but uh, cross-border competitions too. So um, what are you expecting um, from from Murrayfield in this final? I mean, it's a a one-off game, isn't it? So anything's possible. Yeah, and I think I think we proved that last year in the playoff final that you know it's a one-off game anybody could win. And uh, Edinburgh, I don't think, had lost up until that point last year, um, and we were able to kind of put out a good game plan to combat what they had, and and uh, it worked in our favour for us. So, but we always expect a tough game against Edinburgh. I think the first two games we played, or the first three games we played, weren't really representative of of how we can play and how we are. And I think the last game we we competed really well um, for. For about 40 or 50 minutes and we let ourselves down in those other 10 minutes but you know a one-off game i think anything can happen and you know we we feel that for us it comes down to execution and if we if we can execute our game plan and execute it well then we'll have a chance but edinburgh are, are a good side they've got a lot of good talent in their team and you know they're they they have they have a good coach behind them and tony he knows what he's he knows what he's doing he knows what he's talking about so so we have to we understand the challenges that are ahead um, but because of last year's result, we, you know, we, we take heart from that and we take confidence. And, and I think the way that we're playing at the moment, then we should be able to put on a good show. And uh, when it comes, it's it's not just this game, is it, Eva? It's it's the, the, the playoffs too. And uh, that, that quarter final uh, that's coming up against the Dundee Comets uh, soon. Um, how, how important is that for the club as well, the, the, the playoffs and, and making that final four weekend? Yeah, it's very important for us. We, uh, you know, we're a club that we... We need we need fans through the door in order to to help us survive. We need to rely on on uh, sponsors um, in order to help us out. So you know we don't have an abundance of abundance of cash in the bank uh, like some teams do. But but we, what we do is you know it's important for us to be successful because if we are successful, then it means that we can you know retain vital pieces of the puzzle. It means we can retain sponsorship, and it means that we can you know we can generally grow our brand, which we've been trying to do. And Jackie and and uh, Ian have been working very hard behind the scenes to do that this year. Um, so, but I mean, it's, it's, in terms of on the ice, it's very important. It's very important for us to, to 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 learn new things and to become successful, and even for the players themselves to learn to learn lessons on how to how to be a winner and how to and how to try and, and maintain that uh, within themselves. And I was good. You you mentioned the branding there and the, and the marketing. I mean, Paisley Pirates. It's it's a grand old name of British ice hockey, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the club's been going, I believe, since 1946. I think it's. I think they're second behind uh, my hometown in uh, in Fife. So, 
I think they were they were uh, the, the second club, I believe, from what the fa- from what the fans have been telling me. But yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great club to be a part of. It's um, it's run by by a lot of hardworking people, um, and they they like to carry on traditions that that have been there for a few years now. And you know, there's been some really good players that have played there uh, in the past, and and I'm happy to 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 kind of be a part of that, and to obviously to win the playoffs for the first time last year in the club's history it was a a really special moment for a lot of people. So I was happy to be a part of that and happy to bring success to the club. And obviously, like you say, I mean, it, you, you had success last year, hoping for the same this year. I mean, it's it seems to be going in the right direction at Paisley Pirates. Obviously, play at, at Brea too. So um, what, what's the future for the club more generally? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean I'm hoping the future's bright. We have, we have a lot of things going on in the background at the moment. That we're hoping uh, are going to help us moving forward. Um, there's there's some potentially exciting stuff uh, that we've that we're trying to work on, and we work hard. And like I said before, Jackie, uh, who runs the club, she does a fantastic job. And and Ian, who's who's coach at the club as well, he you know he works really hard. And and, and it's not just not just on the ice to to make the players better, but off the ice we. We we do a lot to try and uh, to try and move this club forward, and you know, being the traditional club that it is, we we strive to to strive to get better every year, both on and off the ice. So, I'm hoping that uh, the future is going to be bright for us. Um, and pr- providing coronavirus doesn't get too dangerous, then hopefully we can finish the season out here and uh, and win a win a trophy or two. We should say as well when it comes to marketing. Cracking website, paisleypirates.org, and uh, you can follow the club on Twitter as well, at Paisley Pirates. Um, well, Adam, a big good luck um, this weekend with regards to the the uh, first leg of the quarterfinals. Can't wish you more luck than Dundee Comets and all that, but just just good luck more generally, and also good luck against Morrifield and uh, and the closing bits of the season. But uh, just before you go, uh, what's your closing message to the, the Paisley Pirates faithful as you head into this uh, closing month? Yeah, no, just, just, you know, thanks very much for your support. It's, it really is appreciated. The guys uh the guys don't uh don't let it go unnoticed so we appreciate everybody that, that supports our club we're a real family club and we hope that uh, we can present a family atmosphere for pretty much every week and throughout our events so i just want to say thanks to them um it really it really is appreciated and hopefully we can we can bring some more success down the road Paisley Pirates coach Adam Walker there joining us here on the British Ice Hockey Podcast. And uh, just a reminder that all the interviews this week were recorded before the announcement was made by the Elite Ice Hockey League that uh, all matches for the rest of the season have now been cancelled. At time of recording, that's not the case with the NIHL or all the competitions run by the English Ice Hockey Association or those north of the border run by the Scottish Ice Hockey Association. But that can change over the weekend. Um, So please keep an eye on those websites. And uh, for all the latest breaking news from the world of British Ice Hockey, you can also visit the website, of course, britishicehockey.co.uk. Now... Depending on what happens over the weekend, uh, we might be back with a show next week. Uh, a big thank you to all my guests this week for joining me. Also, a big thank you to to all the head coaches, uh, media officers and players from the Elite Ice Hockey League this season. It's been a pleasure covering the division this year. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. Uh, but in the meantime, like we said, BritishIceHockey.co.uk. But I've been Ben, and you take care. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.